This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Friday, September 1st. Good morning. I'm Jeff Nally. Here's today's headlines. Rangers to the rescue. USDA sends team to Mexico for NAFTA talks. Farm groups meet with USDA on biotech disclosure law and RFS feedback. The Texas and Southwestern Cattle Raisers Association, the TSCRA, employs an elite team of special rangers whose normal job is nabbing rustlers and thieves. But now these men are headed out to flooded fields in the western Gulf Coast region to do what they can to help. Hurricane Harvey blew down a lot of fences and stranded a lot of cattle, often far away from their owners and without anything to eat. The Texas Animal Health Coalition, the TAHC, set up 74 shelters to house, feed, and water stray livestock. But getting the animals to those shelters or other ranches on dry land is what the special rangers have been tasked with. That according to Jeremy Fuchs, a spokesman for the TSCARA. Ranch owners with barn space and dry land are already volunteering to take in stray cattle until they can be returned to their owners, according to the TAHC. The rangers are already on the job, but there's still a lot of area they can't get to, according to Fuchs. He tells AgriPulse he expects that to change dramatically next week as the waters recede. One small blessing, Fuchs said, is that most of the water the animals are stranded in is rainwater and not salt water blown in from the Gulf. It's not ideal drinking water, and the animals still need hay, something local, state, and federal officials are helping out with. Our hearts go out to all those who are affected by Hurricane Harvey, said TAHC Executive Director Andy Schwartz at a statement. It's a tumultuous time in our state, but we are grateful for the support and resources our industry, government partners, non-government partners, and neighbors are providing. USDA sends team to Mexico for NAFTA talks. The second round of negotiations to overhaul the North American Free Trade Agreement kicks off today in Mexico City, and the USDA will have a strong presence. The U.S. Trade Representative is leading the talks for the U.S., but agriculture represents a major part of the negotiations, and the USDA sent 11 officials representing the Foreign Agriculture Service, the Animal and Plant Health Inspection Service, and the Food Safety and Inspection Service, a USDA spokesman told AgriPulse. USDA is fully participating in the negotiations, the official said. As the technical experts on agriculture trade issues, USDA is at the table supporting the lead negotiating agency, USTR. At the same time, the USDA Secretary Purdue has developed professional relationships with his counterparts in Mexico and Canada. Across USDA, we are working to deliver the best results for U.S. agriculture, keeping open critical markets for our products, and finding ways to modernize the agreement to create new opportunities. Farm groups meet with USDA on biotech disclosure law. Representatives of several major farm groups met yesterday with officials at USDA's Agriculture Marketing Service to discuss the agency's work on the rule for the National Bioengineered Food Disclosure Standard that was signed into law last year. Several groups like the American Farm Bureau Federation, the National Corn Growers Association, and the Grocery Manufacturers Association that make up the steering committee for the Coalition to Safe Affordable Food sat down with AMS to reinforce their concerns as the agency writes the rule that, according to industry officials, with knowledge of the meeting. 
The Grocery Manufacturers Association created some waves in the ag sector when they advocated for disclosure or labeling when food contains highly refined ingredients, or HRIs, including high fructose corn syrup or soybean oil derived from genetically modified crops. Lawmakers left that question unanswered when they approved the bill, punting the issue to the Department of Agriculture. GMA, in its official comment submitted to AMS a week ago, said its support of disclosure for HRIs is grounded in our industry's commitment to transparency and to building consumer trust in the use of bioengineered ingredients in foods. One industry source played down any division and stressed that while there are some differences, the groups are nearly unanimous in their support for the law. USDA allows dairy farmers to opt out of MPP. Dairy farmers have felt for a long time that the margin protection program, that safety net program they got of the 2014 Farm Bill, isn't worth the money they've been putting into it. Yesterday, USDA offered them an out. USDA's Farm Service Agency said that farmers could begin enrolling in the insurance program for 2018 today, September 1st, but also announced that it was changing the rule to also allow producers to exit the increasingly unpopular program. Secretary Purdue is using his authority to allow producers to withdraw from the MPP dairy program and not pay the annual administrative fee for 2018, that, according to Robert Johannesson, the acting deputy undersecretary for farm production and conservation, the decision is in response to requests by the dairy industry and a number of MPP dairy program participants. RFS comments rush in. August 31st, yesterday, the last day to comment on the EPA's recently proposed renewable fuel standard volume for 2018 and biomass-based diesel volume for 2019. As of 6 o'clock last night, over 40,000 comments had been received. National Farmers Union President Roger Johnson in public comments called on the EPA to improve on their proposed volume obligations from July. While the proposal maintained conventional biofuel levels, it lowered requirements for advanced biofuels and froze the biomass-based diesel volume. Similar messages came in from the National Corn Growers Association President Wesley Spurlock, who asked the agency to take a more forward-looking approach with stronger final volumes for cellulosic advanced and total biofuels in order to draw the continued investment and innovation needed to support the ongoing expansion of cellulosic and advanced fuel production. The National Biodiesel Board also called for EPA to set higher than proposed volumes of advanced biofuels and biomass-based diesel. Doug Whitehead, NBB's chief operating officer, said both of these proposals run counter to Congress' objectives to promote the growth of biofuels that provide American jobs, reduce emissions, and enhance U.S. energy security. EPA cannot enact its own policy when Congress has spoken, so we look forward to working with the EPA on addressing these concerns. USDA loosens nutrition rules to help feed Harvey victims. Many Texans impacted by Hurricane Harvey are in need of food, and the USDA's Food and Nutrition Service is relaxing some of its rules to help as many people as it can. FNS Administrator Brandon Lipp said, FNS works every day to ensure Americans have access to food, but it's during events like this that we have to be nimble. 
Our job is to make it as easy as possible for our programs to be administered in a way that ensures no one affected by this disaster goes hungry. Some of the moves FNS has already approved include letting all schools and disaster areas provide students with free meals, allowing people to use Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program or SNAP benefits to buy hot and ready-prepared food, and shifting the SNAP schedule to allow users to access their monthly allowances sooner. Now, here's a programming note as we wrap up this week. Daybreak will return early on September 5th. Enjoy your Labor Day weekend. Well, that is Daybreak for this Friday, September 1st. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by McLeod, Watkinson & Miller, America's most experienced law firm in agricultural and derivatives law, and by the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Alley.